Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. What's on your mind to discuss today? Well, I saw an article over at Answers in Genesis that said Goldilocks is dead. So maybe we need to clarify for our listeners what that really is all about. First of all, Goldilocks, you're familiar with the fairy tale from childhood, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And you may recall that when Goldilocks entered the home of the Three Bears, she tested the porridge, she sat on chairs, she went to bed, and in each case she found one that wasn't right and another one that wasn't right, and then the third one was the one that was just right. Well, what that has to do with evolution is that people who believe in evolution and who are involved in the search for life outside of planet Earth in planetary astronomy, uh, they came up with this idea of the Goldilocks zone, which is to say they're looking for planets that are orbiting other stars where liquid water might be able to exist on the surface of the planet because it's not too close or too far away from the star, so the surface will be neither too hot nor too cold. And hence they called that the Goldilocks zone. So in their their theory, it would be just right. (laughs) It would be just right. That's the idea. The temperature on the surface of the planet would be just right for life to evolve. That's what the belief is there. And now, are there other planets around other stars? Well, the first confirmed observation of a star orbiting a planet other than our own sun was in 1992. Since that time, more than 4,000 exoplanets have been discovered. I think the number as of March 2nd of this year, 2022, is that there are 4,980 confirmed exoplanets. So, uh, do you think that's a good number that you could work with to see if there's any sign that there could be life on those planets. Well, uh, well, scientists always begin with lots of hype about something being, oh yeah, we've got all these planets that there's lots of opportunity for, for uh, life to be uh, evolving there. Well, it turns out that most of those planets are not in the habitable zone after all, not just right for liquid water. They're either too close and the water would boil away or they're too far away and any water there would freeze or there are other problems there. So finally, they boiled down the number of exoplanets that they think where there could actually be life, and it turns out there's one, (laughs) and probably not even there. So even a number of evolutionary believing astronomers and scientists have written about that, and one wrote in the a journal called New Scientist that out of more than 4,000 exoplanets, we may have only one where life could evolve and possibly even none. So if Kepler 452b turns out to be a gas planet, the only two planets we know of for sure to be rocky and in both the habitable zone and the zone of abiogenesis are Earth and Mars. And as far as we know, not even Mars has life. (laughs) So there you go. So for all the hype about we think we have all these planets and there could be they could be in the Goldilocks zone it turns out there is not a bunch of planets in the Goldilocks zone at least none that have been discovered so far so the chance of finding life on those exoplanets so far comes up to be zilch now 
that shouldn't surprise us as Christians because we know that God created planet Earth for life, and God created the life that is on planet Earth. It didn't evolve by itself. So that's a whole uh, story of its own. When people want to believe that life could arrive, arise from non-living matter if you have just the right conditions, that's, that's a, a big fairy tale of its own. Because we know the more we study life, the more complicated we see life to be. And all life on Earth, uh, you know, we, we study DNA, and we realize even the simplest form of life would need to have like 18,000 letters of DNA, and for that to arise spontaneously, and then to be all in the right order, and on and on and on, you know, it becomes uh, literally impossible. So, so, so highly improbable mathematically that one can say this chance for life arising from non-living matter is essentially zero. And we know from the Bible that life didn't arise by itself. It was created by God and not to evolve over millions and billions of years from simple life to the most complex forms of life. But God created the various kinds of life that we have on earth and life does not uh, evolve from one kind to another. There's variation within a created kind, but there's no evolution from one kind to another. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what real science is about when we can observe things. Life does not arise from non-life, and there's no known mechanism whereby simple life can spontaneously uh, improve to a higher, more complex form of life, because there's no way to add the information to the DNA spontaneously. That takes intelligence. So intelligence and life precede uh, life. It's not something that can uh, arise spontaneously over millions and billions of years. No matter how many planets you have, no matter how many stars you have, it's not going to happen. So that brings us back to why do we even care about this? Well, we care about this because we want people not to be deceived by all the hype and the lies that they're going to read in newspapers and magazines and museums and science textbooks that make it sound like it would be easy. Just add water and voila, you have life. But it doesn't work that way. You know, life is clearly created by God, and what the Bible says about it is absolutely the truth. And we want people to know that truth of God's Word, which tells us not only about God as our Creator, but also how we, God's creation, fell away from Him, rebelled against our Creator, deserve death, and instead of destroying us as we deserve, God promised, and in the fullness of time sent His own Son, Jesus, to come into this world, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, to suffer and die on Calvary's cross, to redeem us, to rescue us from the problem of sin and death, and to give us the promise of everlasting life through faith in Jesus. And so, for our listeners who are interested in the subject of science and biology and the question of evolution versus creation, these little talks that we have every week are intended to help people to look to the Bible for the answer and find there the answer in Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, you are our creator. You created all things in heaven and on earth and in the sea and all that they contain. And we thank you that you have made planet Earth to be especially suitable for living things. We thank you that you gave us biological life, but especially that you sent your Son that we might have eternal life with you. Help us to reject all false teachings, including the false teachings of evolution. Help us always to believe your word, the Bible, and especially what you tell us about our Savior Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor, for being on the program today. You're welcome. 
We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our podcast and talk programs available wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out KFUO Radio.